Hello, it's Denise from Women Beyond a Certain Age. I am thrilled to announce that this is our second podcast with Karen Randall, who, as we say in Hollywood, is my new BFF. (laughs) Karen is a mid, I want to repeat, say it the way she has it, helping women embrace midlife as an invitation, because I think that is so valuable. And we talked about in the last podcast, it's because so much culturally and society, we just get pushed into, I mean, people just think that women after a certain age, that we're wearing bathrobes all day long. And we (laughs) just kind of die. Do you know what I mean? Don't please. And, you know, don't argue or don't say anything. So today, which I think there's some lacking in information for women trying to make transitions. Midlife, menopause, and moving forward is another one of Karen's topics. Um, So Karen, welcome and thank you again for spending some time with us. I need you to know recently, young women, see these are women young to me, in their early 50s talking about as their body is approaching menopause, they're in perimenopause, which lasted for me almost five or six years. So my doctor kept saying, oh, you're entering menopause. I said, when? (laughs) 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 Because I had my body at the end, Karen, and then you talked to us. At the end, as I called it, the last hurrah, all of a sudden talk about being a teenager. I went from having kind of normal periods to all of a sudden be, my body was like 16. I had symptoms and soreness and all this stuff. And all the doctor said is, oh yeah, that happens. <laughs> okay, thank you. But I would say to my husband, I guess this is my last hurrah. <laughs> because I was a mess and I got so, and I have a female gynecologist and I still didn't get that much information. And I don't think that, so, I think that navigating that time, and I know some women when they then they're in menopause, feel badly because they don't think they don't feel like women anymore. And all I ever say to them is, "Stop it! You can buy beautiful sheets now." <laughs> you ruining every set of sheets that you own. Yeah. Well, you have so many important points, Denise, in what you have just started us out with for this conversation. Um, The first thing is that I like to call this time reverse puberty, because that really is what's happening. If you think back to when you were a teenager, a very young woman, and your body was going through all of this, and it was so confusing because you never knew what to expect and what your body was doing. And we're doing the exact opposite now, right? Our hormones are decreasing instead of increasing, but it's still that instability, right? Of unexpected, what is my body going to do this time, right? So I think that that helps us to maybe grasp a little bit more what's happening, maybe to have a little more grace for what we're going through. um, Because 
it is something that culturally we all understand. A teenage girl, oh God, please don't don't make me be in the house with them, right? <laughs> I had three daughters, so I can say that. <laughs> um, because, you know, there is a lot going on with us. And culturally, it's accepted that we do that as a teenager, as a young woman. But when it happens to us in midlife, oh, no, you know, don't even go there. I have started, and this is kind of hilarious, the reactions I get. I have started introducing myself when I do an elevator speech and some kind of networking thing saying, so I want to start by asking you, what do you think about menopause? <laughs> because, I mean, it's, it's so common, right? It's so common. And yet it is like a word that we just whisper. We don't talk about it out loud, right? And men, poor husband, they're terrified of yes, saying it. because they know nothing. And, and it's amazing to me this is what I, after a while, when I finally was in menopause and I was thrilled, I embraced it. I said, oh God, this is fabulous. Okay, I'll take it. I'm tired of all of it. You know, uh, but I used to say to my husband, now let's just figure it out this way. When I go to sleep, I'm Gidget. <laughs> when I wake up, I'm Joan Crawford. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Sleep is not always good during menopause. And I'm up and I'm hot and I'm jumping in the spa at two o'clock. My husband, you say to me sometimes, didn't you go to sleep with your nightgown on? I'd say, yeah, but it got so hot. <laughs> and then I would literally go out, which, the, you know, I didn't want to drown, but I'm half asleep and I was crawling in the spa because it was like the only relief I could get. Yeah. Now, the spa by yourself at two o'clock in the morning is <laughs> not... You know, it wasn't on my wish list, but I know there were so many times that I'd say to my husband, sleep is horror. You don't get enough of it if you're having some, is that's one of your symptoms. Uh -huh. And then the next day to function is a nightmare. Right. And that is definitely one of the troublesome symptoms is the sleep challenges. You know, many women have the hot flashes. I did not have that as much. I had brain fog which if you are used to relying on your brain, you know, to function, and it's usually just like this, and all of a sudden it's like wading through mud to have a thought, you know, it's really challenging. And the biggest part of all of this is that we are losing our sense of self, right? The way we identify ourselves and the type of psychology I practice, that's called our ideal model. So we have this model of ourselves, the way we see ourselves and it, you know, think of, but if you go to, you know, in pre COVID days, we used to go to cocktail parties, right. And, and you would introduce yourself and you would say, you know, I do this and I do that. And, you know, it's all these ways that we see ourselves and we want others to see us. And then we go through menopause and that all changes. Physically, we change in the way that we look. So all of our clothes that we loved and the kind of way that we knew how to present ourselves, that doesn't work anymore. We don't feel the same physically because we either can't sleep or we're having hot flashes. You know, we don't know what our periods are going to do. Nothing feels the same in our body. Muscle mass is going down pretty quickly. 
and energy levels can be affected, brain fog, as I said, all of those things, those all affect the way that we present ourselves in the world. And so we don't know, we don't know how to present ourselves. And we're not given any type of roadmap to help us find that. So we travel that on our own. Each one of us travels that on our own. It's not even something that we often talk about with our girlfriends. No, this is, I, I sometimes, and this is young women. So I'm, we, Cindy and I had young women that worked for us and I've made, been so lucky to have really some wonder, they're only in their thirties, you know, they're young women. They may just be having their first child. And as they're going through things, sometimes they're upset or they're feeling different things. And I say to them, I don't know how to say this to you. I don't have good news for the future. (laughs) (laughs) There's going to be a decade or so that's great. And then you may have this transition in your body or this change in your body. Right. You know, you can, there is, do I think there's a way to fight it? Well, I think you can get some exercise. I think you should read about eating better for your, you know, and try, and for me, for me, I know this, Karen, when I finally took the time, because I was tired for probably two decades and felt like crap all the time, but I just wanted to, you know, I was making payroll. As I, <laughs> I just ignored it. And then when I finally had time and I got to a doctor, he said, you know, you have Hashimoto's disease. Your thyroid is, um, a matter of fact, I think you're the worst case I've ever seen. Oh, no. No wonder you were tired. (laughs) And now now I go to a, I've I've solved it. And the, but the biggest gift of having a healthy thyroid is I sleep seven hours a night. I've never slept seven hours, undisturbed. I'm like a princess. like a princess and awaken and go oh you know the bluebirds are flying around the window I'm like Cinderella it's heaven but the difference in my body from getting a good night's sleep my skin my hair everything is changed so and I don't know why women we should have well I know some women have talked we should have menopause support groups for women everywhere everywhere absolutely you raised a couple of really great points that women can do to support themselves though. I mean, the first one is obviously we need to have support groups everywhere. There is a woman who has started a movement. I believe this is in Europe, but it is moving around the world called menopause cafes. And and they do it. They try to do them in business settings so that men, I mean, it's for everyone. There is no women or men only because a lot of times business environments are where the biggest abuse and disrespect happens around women in menopause. And so it's trying to educate people so that we can put a stop to that. It's the lack of understanding more than mean intent. Um, We're gonna assume that that's the case. So I think that that's a a really important place to start is let's get the conversation going, right? And secondly, there are so many things that physically you can do to support yourself, to mediate the symptoms, to help in this process. Exercise, you you cannot stress that enough. And exercise when you sweat. 
And this is important. So what you were doing in the middle of the night was intuitively the best thing you can do because it resets your hypothalamus, which is what your body temperature is set at. It resets that. So your body again starts, you know, mediating in the way that it should. Um, it also helps with your um, with your appetite. So sometimes appetite increases or decreases in menopause, and that again will help to mediate that being in a sauna or exercising to the point doing hot yoga where you're just you know dripping sweat really helps with those symptoms to help mediate them. But there's lots of natural supplements that you can take that historically have helped women for, you know, hundreds of years that are gifts from the earth, you know, to help us through this time in life. And a naturopathic uh, physician or a herbal supply store, usually the people there are so knowledgeable. And so there's lots that you can do around that. And then obviously diet, right? Making sure, you know, our, because we're shifting where we gain weight and hold weight, which I wanna talk about that in just a second. Um, because that is changing, we have this idea that we need to lose weight, right? So we can take it out of our belly and our hips where it moves to. Um, but it's more about giving yourself good nutrition so that your body can go through this process in the healthiest way possible. The reason that we start to carry the weight in our midsection is that our ovaries stop producing the hormones and our adrenal glands, which sit on top of our kidneys, take over at a much lower dose in, in producing those. And so the fat that is needed that we carried in our hips and thighs, isn't needed close to our ovaries. It's needed close to our adrenals. So we start to carry weight around our midsection so that our adrenals have what they need in order to be able to make that lower level, but still a level of the hormones that we need in our bodies. Karen, you just explained something to me and I have been to some of the best doctors in Beverly Hills and none of them ever explained that to me as well as you just did. Well, I have a daughter who is a herbalist, an extraordinarily talented herbalist. And this was something that she learned when she got her Bachelor of Science. It's part of knowledge in alternative medicine. And now, you touched on it. One of the things, Karen, is through the history of the world, women, I mean, women used to know how in a difficult birth or um, terminating a pregnant stuff. These things were not done in hospitals. These right. things were or controlled by the government or controlled by the American Medical Association or banned by them because women used to help each other in right. all walks of life. And I think to myself, where did we, what changed? Do you know what I mean? And then you look back, well, government interference, not interference, I'm just saying government regulation and hospitals and, you know, and medical professions basically um, dominated by men, mm -hmm. always, you know what I mean? And just now, 
breaking things up. So it's amazing to me that we, we just, and men also go through menopause. I don't say what, care what anybody says. <laughs> I have seen my own husband health and emotions and stuff change and since he turned sure. seven. Sure, yeah, their, their hormones change substantially and the, and the endocrine system is the least understood of all of the systems of the body. And, you know, historically um, the Western medical model looked at the body like it was a machine that could separate all of the different systems. And then that would mean as you look at the endocrine system, you would look at each one of the glands and, and look at them independently, but they are all so integrated. They affect each other, they work together. And they're really now, you know, starting to understand that to a much greater degree. But just as you talked about your thyroid in menopause, you know, going way, way down, um, that is, that is normal, you know? Yeah. And so often what happens is that women end up going on thyroid supplementing medication, starting in menopause, and then they're on it for the rest of their life when really it's just in that change time that they need it. And there are different, um, different kinds of hormones, bioidenticals that you can go on for a short period of time, but they're like helping the body to wake up that glandular response more as opposed to letting it go into permanent non-usage, non-activity. I took bioidenticals for a couple of years that got me through the worst part. And, and of course the doctor, wonderful doctor, one a friend of ours said, oh no, Denise, you shouldn't quit. But one day I said to him, I don't need these anymore. Yeah. So I quit and I had no negative. I just, I knew I didn't need them anymore. Yes. And I did the same thing, Denise. I was on them for a couple of years and then it was just clear to me, I didn't need them anymore. I think, and we've talked about this with other guests before, Karen, I think being your own health advocate, is incredibly important. It's not, I mean, I, I listen to what every doctor says to me and then I make my own decision. Do you know what I mean? Because yes. I'm that, um, that I know how I feel every morning when I wake up. Right. Do you know what I mean? And it's, when it's not good, then I have to work on that. And yeah. most of the time though, I mean, I've never felt better because, and we haven't touched on this, but this, I don't have the same stress. So yeah. besides, I'm no longer stressed out. Mm -hmm. I get seven hours of sleep. That woman, that maniac, do you know what I mean? <laughs> there were some days that I think, oh, I was a little too wound up. <laughs> <laughs> I might have handled that a little differently. Yeah. Do I owe anybody an apology? <laughs> now I can see how all those things interplay into it. And when I'm with younger women and they'll say, oh my God, I just had a meltdown. I say to them, you're under too much stress. Yeah. So maybe the first thing you can tackle besides all the other things going on with your body or your children mm -hmm. or you know, your husband or your divorce or money issues. Because, and I, I think of when I read what you, what you do, Karen, in your career, I all I can think about, and because we're still in the midst of it, in my opinion, so many people during this quarantine mm -hmm. must be under stress that they've never known. Women who are trying to 
homeschool their kids and work from home. I mean, I, my oldest daughter um, has four kids and oh she had her fourth baby uh, in September. So she had this great plan that the oldest two were going to be in school. She would be home with just the baby and the three-year-old, and that would be pretty darn easy. Well, school didn't start. Um, she was a teacher before she started her family. So she ended up homeschooling the two older kids with a three-year-old and a newborn. And she is really easygoing under most circumstances. And this, this really, really pushed her. This has been as, you know, as it has with every mother. And she fortunately had the ability to teach because she was, you know, educated in that. But so many mothers are like, I'm not a teacher. I never wanted to be a teacher, but I am a teacher now, right? Karen, I can't even imagine one young friend of mine that had been doing homeschooling. Now, one of them used to work with Cindy and I. She's the most wonderful mother. And she she just, she, but she teaches exercise and yoga. So she, her, and she has an exceptionally gifted, bright little boy. Mm-hmm. So she really had to meet the challenge. Yes. And she, in fact, has blossomed. And so is he. She said, I didn't realize how much I was missing when he went to school every day. Now, that's the ultimate. Yes. That's nirvana. That's what <laughs> when she talks to me about it, and I, 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 all I see to her, I said, if it was me, I would have duct taped my two children to chairs. <laughs> said, mommy will come back when you're hungry. I mean, <laughs> I couldn't, I could not have done it. It's yeah. different in my life, Karen. But you know what I mean? And I love children. I was a nursery school teacher in my first career, but I couldn't have done it. And be working and have a husband that might be out of work or and oh my god so but, I, but I think the thing is you know Denise you say you couldn't have done it on the other hand we always do what we need to right we okay. especially as women and mothers we find we find the reserves we find the way and we step into it and we do it and maybe we fall apart, you know, when it's over. Maybe we have our times, you know, intermittently throughout. But we do make it happen. And it's, you know. Reserves. I think that should be embroidered, that we find our reserves. Yeah. Should be embroidered on a, a pillow. You're absolutely right, Karen. I just, I just think as people coming out of the quarantine, we're still finding our way. There's so much to clean up. I've had several friends whose relationships, I mean, these were people who have been together for four or five years. They didn't make it. And when they sent me the text, all I said is, I'm terribly sorry. You know, I didn't know what to say. What are you going to say? Um, I have learned living this long that you certainly don't say things like, oh, I never liked him anyway. <laughs> better? Because inevitably they get back together the next week. <laughs> keep my mouth shut when that comes to but I know for in again personally, my husband and I have been married for 27 years. The first 25, so we weren't retired. We both he was been an attorney, owned his own business, worked trial attorney, worked 50 hours a week by mistake. Do you know what I mean? Didn't even, you know, just could work that many hours. I worked, I taught, I traveled all over the world teaching, cooking, and different things. For, for various things in my job besides our, my everyday business. Well, with that said, 
I learned more about him in this last year of quarantine and myself that I thought to myself, oh, I really like him. I said to Cindy, <laughs> I've, I've learned so many things about him, which I didn't even know because we were really married and, and, and loving and all that, but two ships passing in the night because we worked so many hours. And then when all of a sudden we're here in quarantine and I'm making, of course, again, Karen, talk about, I became, I, I'm making bread one day. I said, my Jesus Christ, I'm picking my own tomatoes. I'm a woman. I am a pioneer woman. And next thing I'll be putting up my own ketchup. <laughs> I don't know how much more of this I can take, but it, it actually, it, it, for us, for me, I think the quarantine has been one of the nicest things that ever happened to us, but we're in a different position in right. life. But I think it's a, just another example of what we call in, in um, the area that I work in, the both and, right? It can be both bad and good. And just like menopause, right? It's the both and. On the one hand, yeah, it, it can be a real challenge physically. Some women really suffer the physical symptoms from it. And there's also some great positives that come out of it, as you were talking about. You don't have periods anymore. I mean, that is a blessing, right? And for me, you know, one of the things I love is the, the, not, the lack of the emotional up and downs, you know, with your monthly cycle that you're just on an even keel so much more, so much easier, right? And there is a, um, there's a depth of understanding and, and lived experience that comes as a result of that without having to deal with these emotional ups and downs, you start to understand who you really are when you don't have the hormones going, you know, like this, it's like, oh, oh, this is who I am really without, you know, this big anger, excitement, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, so there's definitely the both end. And I think that really did happen with quarantine too. I saw families out walking all the time. That never happened. And it still is happening, right? I think, Oh, you said so much, but I, I couldn't agree more because, again, back to when we've talked a moment, a few moments before, we're all in such a hurry. I always say this, and I, we, my mother was a really busy personality, Karen, okay? So as she started to slow down, and then she, it frustrated her. She'd say, I used to be able to do 500 things in a day. Now I can't do half those things. And I'd say, mom, I think that's what's nature. I think you're supposed to slow down. What do you, I used to say to her, what, what are you in a hurry for? I said, you're, this is supposed to be the time that you play cards with your friends or just read the book that you never did because my mother was the type, Karen, that when she had some free time, unlike other women who might've enjoyed themselves more, her enjoyment was I can paint the house today. Okay. <laughs> Okay, some of that was really good. She got a lot done. Some of it, as my sisters and I, as we all grew up, we said things to each other like, I just want to watch TV. I don't want to paint the house. Or <laughs> my sisters and I would say to each other, I don't want to accomplish anything else. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of accomplishing stuff. 
So there has to be a fine line, but I do think like you saying, families walking. Some people in quarantine, I saw them and it was about food. I'd say, you know what? Pack them a lunch, just like they're still going to school and make that fun and sit outside in the backyard and watch the birds or do you have a pair of binoculars? But I said, if you put something in a lunch pail, you can turn it into a picnic. know it you can have fun yes absolutely yeah so there's the creativity right of of women at work how can we turn this into you know from drudgery into fun how can we make this exciting as opposed to same old same old that's it my best friend uh, a a man in hollywood uh, we've been best friends for 25 years during the quarantine so we the restaurants are all closed and that's what I did. And he and I, I packed us lunches and we just walked down to the, com- we have a p- beautiful community pool in this small area that I live in. No one's ever in it. Okay. Because the, when the grandchildren come, people walk, everybody's old here. It's not, wasn't planned that way. It's this who can afford it. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> well, I had to use the pass key to it for the very first time. And we sat down at one of the tables. So we were next to this shimmering pool, green grass, all this landscaping, and we ate our sandwiches and he turned to me and he's, and he's the most city, city-fied guy you've ever met. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And he said to me, what's that sound? I said, I think it's the birds. <laughs> And he said to me, this is absolutely beautiful. I said, it is absolutely beautiful. And we don't, so there were so many things I learned to appreciate myself during quarantine. Yeah. And it was was wonderful. And I'm trying to still, I want to feel like that. Do you know what I mean? I I remember when I started back to school and I wasn't working all the time. It was distance learning. So I was at home and I sat in this, beautiful office and looked out the window and I watched spring unfold for the first time in my life and I was in my 50s and I had never actually just watched day by day what happened with the plants around me right and and we don't we're so as you say we're just so busy 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 we're not taking that in but what what beauty that adds into our lived experience. I knew I was getting older. The day that I put up, I mean, I always had a hummingbird feeder in our other house, always had bird food, always had a a fountain for the birds, but I never really saw them. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Again, so I moved here and all of a sudden one day, there was a hummingbird like at the window and eating at that thing. And I said to Cindy and another woman that had worked with us for years, I said, okay, the transformation is done. <laughs> I'm more fascinated by this hummingbird that comes to my window every day than the days I worked with Elizabeth Taylor, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Movie stars, I fed presidents and nothing was more satisfying than the day I watched that. She would come every day at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I was, mesmerized but if ever there is an example of the both and of menopause that's it right it's it's that we finally have whatever it is whatever those hormonal changes that happen we have lost that need to keep pushing and doing and doing 
and we have the ability and appreciation to slow down and watch and observe and be with what is happening all around us and and in our relationships it's not only outside it's our relationship with ourselves with those around us right we don't have to accomplish as much we can actually experience more live yeah yeah. All right, Miss Karen, we are going to make you come back another time. I would love that. <laughs> you are just a, an encyclopedia of information. I can't thank you enough. Oh, thank I you. Feel, I feel lighter. I feel lighter having talked to you. I really, I cannot. Now, if you want to reach Karen, tell them again your website, madam. You've been, tell them your website. Uh, it's KarenRandallCoaching.com. And during this time, Karen, have you been able to coach people through Zoom and using digital means? Yes, yes. absolutely. Normally, I, um, I coach both um, virtually and in person because I do a lot of creative expression type of activities to help people to learn and grow. So there's been less of that, um, but more, you know, virtual coaching. So hopefully in the future, I get back to doing some more creative expression type things too. Thank you for listening. People that send us comments, we so appreciate it. You contact us, you can question us or ask us questions or reach out to people at Women Beyond a Certain Age, our Facebook group, and at womenbeyond at icloud.com. And the only reason I said that correctly is I just had said them a few minutes ago. <laughs> I've got about three more minutes of memory left. Now, thank you everyone. Thank you. Karen, again, I cannot thank you enough and your publicist for reaching out to us because I have to tell you something. It gives us such pleasure to meet new people that have nothing but valuable information to share with the people that listen to us and that we adore. I, I thank you so much. It helps all of us grow. And thank you, Miss Cindy, because Miss Cindy makes this all happen. And this is an example, Karen, talk about when all of a sudden I miss Cindy. I said, well, we can start a podcast. And I always use the royal we. Always use the royal we. And that was before we even knew about Zoom. We didn't know the quarantine was coming. And she said, oh. And I said, because Cindy listens to a lot of podcasts. And she said, do you know how to do that? I said, no, but you'll know how to do that. <laughs> well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Karen and Cindy. And we'll see you again. And goodbye.